I had a great time recording last week's One on Every Corner episode about the bar called Archie's at Iowa and Rockwell with bar owner Katrina Arthur and my son Tyler. Of course, as it sometimes happens, I had to leave out a few things, so here they are as an extras episode. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go do so now, otherwise this one will likely make very little sense. One thing we didn't talk about in the original episode is the sign. Since the 1960s, Archie's has had a giant lighted Ham's beer sign. over their corner bar, but the city has gotten a little weird about signs hanging over public walkways. In November of 2022, when Katrina and her family went to renew their liquor license, they were told the sign must come down as the building is not properly zoned to have such a sign. Down the sign came. Fortunately, through the efforts of Katrina and family and 36th Ward Alderman Gil Viegas, The sign was reinstalled this week to the front of the building, just in time for their 80th anniversary celebration, June 24th, 2023. A little more about vintage signs in Chicago, of which I am a fan. All those signs that extend over a sidewalk require a public way use permit and city council approval. And as it stands now, if someone buys a property with a historic sign, but the previous owner allowed the sign permit to expire... That sign must come down. Of course, in addition to permits and insurance, maintaining some of these old signs can also be costly, which was highlighted in May of 2022 when the sign at the Orange Garden Restaurant on Irving Park Road was sold and removed from that building. At the Wednesday, June 21st, 2023 Chicago City Council meeting, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson introduced an ordinance that would protect Chicago's vintage signs. Quote, Our communities are home to so many beautiful historic signs that new business owners would like to incorporate into their small businesses, said 35th Ward Alderman Carlos Ramirez Rosa, the floor leader and zoning committee chair. This change in the city code would allow for historic signs to receive a new classification as a vintage sign. The sign would have to be more than 30 years old. They have to be able to prove that the sign is safe and well-maintained. And if they can prove those things, then they can get a permit to keep that sign, Ramirez Rosa said. I was super curious while talking to Katrina about what it was like growing up as a fourth-generation member of a family that runs a corner neighborhood bar. Was it exciting? Were you constantly asking to hang out with Grandma and Grandpa at the tavern? Here's Katrina. I did have my very first experience bartending here when I was about eight or nine years old. It was the winter after my grandmother passed, so she couldn't pick us up from school. Did she pass in 88? 88, yes. And so my grandfather had to pick us up from school. And uh, my mom had to work late. It's when she worked in publishing. And my brother, again, as usual, was hanging out by the pool table. We have this gorgeous nine-foot table that we have that is the star attraction here it's free it's a beauty yeah and then i hung out behind the bar with my grandfather i 
maybe I was shy, I'm, I'm not certain, but I have this one memory of people ordering beer and my grandfather let me pull, push the cooler door open or push it up and he would grab a beer and he would crack it open and he would hand it to me and then I would reach with my very short arms up and over the bar and hand it over to a customer. And that was like 88, 89. And I came home with about $50 in tips. That's outstanding. That immediately went into my teddy bear jar. A <laughs> 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 little unfair for a hard day's work. Well, but, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm sure everybody tipped the cute little kid a little extra that day, yeah. which is nice. And listen, in addition to the pool table, mm-hmm. you've got an old-timey jukebox. I do. Yeah, I saw all the Taylor Swift and the Jonas Brothers (laughs) CDs in there. That's not true at all. I saw Dolly Parton. I saw... Uh, There's Dolly Parton. There is Eric Clapton, ZZ Top, Charlie Daniels. But unfortunately, uh, it's not working. We got to fix that. I was going to ask what the last new CD that went into it was. And I'm going to guess it was ZZ Top or Eric Clapton. I believe it could have been a Guns N' Roses album. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think I put Appetite for Destruction in there in 2010. <laughs> and, and Mr. Hunt said, turn that off. I'm trying to watch the Cubs game on this new TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I knew it. I knew it. And we had some, some spotlight, some recognition from Fox 32 earlier, about last year, year before. And the city sent health inspectors around, and they were not sure what to do because they saw dogs in corner bars, but dogs are not allowed in restaurants. But so there's like this gray area. But you don't serve food. We don't serve food, but a city. Although, hold on, I need to stop to say you do have bags of chips, which I've often said if I go to a bar and there's the bags of chips behind the bar, I know I'm I know I'm home. So anyway. And then we are also famous for our cheese balls. They're Utz's cheese balls. I see the giant bucket of cheese balls behind the bar. It is free pub grub. Oh. It's, it's, we've been doing this for about 15 years. It's amazing. Uh, people love it. It's kind of what we're known for. Got the little baskets for yep. them. Yep. Yep. And so a city health inspector was at another bar, and they wrote the bar up a ticket for having a dog in a restaurant because the bar put a citrus wedge, a lime wedge in a drink. And they're like, you must be a restaurant. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, it took a couple days and wrangling in city hall, but uh, Block Club Chicago and Anthony Ponce from Fox 32 came down here and took pictures and interviewed my mom about the big scandal of whether bars are restaurants because we have citrus. And the number of bars that I see actively promoting themselves as a dog-friendly mm-hmm. bar, I mean, what better way to help bring people in than to say, like, come on, bring your, bring your pet. Exactly. As long as it's a friendly Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say over the years, it was they're all good dogs, all good dogs, and it's been amazing. And we even had to take a pause on letting dogs in for about a year due to the canine flu. Yeah, that was maybe seven, eight years ago. Mm. 
I had also asked Katrina to reflect on the bar's legacy. It's crazy over the years, the stories of uh, friends meeting their spouses, friends getting jobs, friends having kids. It's crazy. My, one of my bartenders uh, met his wife. She was staying with her family when she was visiting from France, and they're married for 10 years now, and they have a five-year-old daughter named Bonnie. So it's just, it's nice to see the, the continuation of this. I know at this point, this podcast sounds like a commercial for Archie's, but I got to tell you, there really is so much neighborhood and city history at Chicago's Corner Bars. Here's a few more Archie stories. At the end of the bar, there's kind of a wear mark. I took a picture of it. Mm-hmm. Please tell me the story behind that wear mark. Well, this started in the... 40s with my great-grandparents and my grandpa Archie continued this tradition every morning after he woke up he would prepare a pot of soup he would boil the water throw in the chicken the beef the veggies and it would simmer until like noon and then he would put it on the bar and he'd put this big stock pot on the bar without a trivet <laughs> because you know who, what's who, a trivet exactly i'm sure he said yes exactly and so there's this beautiful patina of bronze and silver where this pot stayed for decades with a different soup every day i think it was a different soup i don't remember but he'd also have cold cuts and bread for people to have sandwiches because back in the day people would take a lunch break and the you know working class people who are at the rail yards come in have a free sandwich you know buy a beer and then go on their day at work and it's just it's just very lovely and unfortunately he had to stop serving soup in let's say the early 90s um as it goes someone someone got upset with grandpa and they called the city The city was like, no, no, you're not a restaurant. And because Chicago, we had to end that tradition. And I know you mentioned earlier that this series is called uh, One on Every Corner. One thing that during the pandemic where I had a lot of extra free time, I did a lot of research uh, about Chicago bar history and just bar history in general. And you would find that tradition here in Chicago where different neighborhood corner bars would have pots of soup and free sandwiches available. And it just kind of reinforces that theme of community of one on every corner. Somehow different and the same. Nailed it. Your great-grandparents started this bar. They were Polish immigrants. Mm -hmm. Did they serve Polish beers then? Do you still serve Polish beers now? We don't serve Polish beers now. Um, Unfortunately, it's not very in demand, but our selection is, I'd like to say, about 80% Chicago craft beer. Uh, We have this Miller, Staples, Hams, High Life, Modelo, but we also like to have our craft selection revolve around Chicago. Uh, Wonderful breweries like Pipeworks and Half Acre, um, smaller ones like Great Central, and a very, very old school Chicago a brewing company called the Conrad Sipe Brewing Company. 
Tommy and I were talking about this before. I think there's going to be some spoilers. We're not be ta- there, he's going to be talking about uh, Sipe Brewing. And it is one of the beers that uh, helped uh, bring back Chicago after the Great Chicago Fire. Thanks for listening to this extras episode. And thanks once again to Katrina Arthur from Archie's and to my son Tyler for helping bring this together. I'll be back soon with more Chicago stories.